0: that's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group void. word prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
1: Block Talk Radio. What are you doing, Nate? It's Ranger Lambert. Are you having a laugh? Well, this is a military base. You remember how that works, Ranger Pentecost? And you must be a Maranimani. Yes, sir. Ranger, sir. Well, let's get you squared away. Oh, and uh, try not to steal anything while you're here.
2: Did that haircut just call you Pentecost? As in badass snacker, Pentecost, pilot of Coyote
3: Tango, hero of? basically the whole world. just a name.
2: Yeah, a really cool name. Welcome, everybody, to Cinema Royale. I am Travis Hobson of the Punch-Drawn Critics, and that clip you just heard was from Pacific Rim Uprising, the sequel to Guillermo del Toro's giant robots versus giant monsters movie from a couple of years ago. And this one does not have del Toro involved. He is not directing it. It's not his story. Uh, This one... It was directed by Stephen S. DeKnight, who I'm a big fan of um, from the Spartacus TV series, which is one of my favorites. Uh, I think he also he also did a Marvel series. I don't remember which one it was. It may have been Daredevil. Um, but I'm a big fan of his. And uh, this is his biggest feature film that he's been behind the camera for. And, and we're going to talk about whether or not he succeeds with it or not with my buddy Chris Bumbray uh, from JoeBlow.com. And also... The Beard and the Bald podcast over here on Blog Talk Radio and uh, Critical the Movie Critics Network. I haven't really had a chance to talk to him since they started that show. I'm going to ask him about how that's how that's been going and which one is he, the Beard or the Bald? I, I think I have a pretty good idea. Um, we're also going to talk a little bit about the Tomb Raider reboot from last week because I didn't get a chance to talk about it. Uh, because last week I was recovering from something. I'm always recovering from something, it seems. So, uh, and last week I was recovering from uh, helping a friend move, and yeah, so I was not in the mood to do a show, it was just not going to happen. Um, so, uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about it this week, uh, and, and we don't really need to review it so much as I want to talk to Chris about, uh, whether it's global success will be the launch of a franchise. Uh, I'll get his opinion on that. I also want to talk to him about a few other things. Uh, there's been some doubt cast uh, on Quentin Tarantino's Star Trek movie. Uh, Chris Evans is talking about you know his final his his final stint with Marvel. Uh, and Nate Parker's making a comeback also, uh, which I'm very happy about. But I want to get Chris's opinion on that too. And I'm also going to have a couple of Quick things to say about Wes Anderson's Isle of Dogs, which came up, came out this week, uh, Zoe Deutsch's film Flower. I don't know if Chris saw that, I'm going to ask him, uh, and more. So, got a lot going on, so I don't want to waste a whole lot of time. But before uh, I bring Chris on, I just want to thank everybody who has continued to follow us uh, on Critical, the Movie Critics Network, uh, on Facebook, and of course here on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, We've got all sorts of shows. Uh, I think for every kind of movie fan out there, so go ahead and check us out. All right, including this guy's show, this guy Chris Bumbray, he's got a show on Critical uh, called The Bearded Bald. And uh, what's up, Chris? How you doing, man? How you doing? I'm the bald. Of course. Of course you are.
1: (laughs) Although I have kind of a light beard, I guess. Like, I don't know.
2: What? What did that happen? the
1: same. I've always had it at Sundance, like my little – my kind of Don Johnson.
2: Look. Oh, that's, okay. That's the I've been here for a week beard. Yeah, and it's like – and it's and for you, a week's growth of beard is like a two hours' worth of beard growth for me. <laughs> it's very <Yes>. different. <laughs> yes. And when I go a week – and I when I come home from Sundance after a week of not shaving – Right. I, I look like Rick Ross, right?
3: <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> you find the things
3: in your beard. I look like, You're like hey. I look like an
2: extra I look like an extra from the Revenant is what I look like, uh, when I don't hey, when I don't the,
3: shave that's from.
2: where that comb was.
1: <laughs> Get
2: some change in there. <laughs> exactly. The keys. <laughs> no, but, but how, how's the show been going, man? You guys have done a few episodes now. How's, how's it been?
3: Yeah,
1: yeah, it's a weekly show. Uh, although there wasn't one this week because there was a snafu with our guest, some technical issues. Um, um, we recorded an episode, but it is now going to be a lost episode, unfortunately. Um, but we're oh back. Oh man, in, y'all, can,
2: uh, y'all, can, y'all can send it to the Smithsonian and unseal know. it like like 30 know. years from now. That lost we'll- episode. In the <laughs>
1: maybe maybe we'll sell it We'll like press it One copy Like the Wu-Tang album You know we'll do that
3: Yeah I know um, <clears throat>
1: Scarelli can buy it uh, No, you can buy to it him. Yeah um, But uh, you get a lot cheaper Than the Wu-Tang album We give it to him For like 10 bucks But um, Anyway uh, No it's going pretty well I mean we're back on uh, Our next episode Will be up on Friday We're going to talk about Ready Player One And all that um, I uh, you know it's going well. I, I co-host it with, with Paul Sheary, who's my boss at Joe Blow. Com. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we do a lot of Joe Blow stuff on it, but it's not like an official Joe Blow thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's something that yeah. we're doing on our. own. But you know, most of the talent, most of the people that we have on, are from Joe Blow and. You know, and a lot of the stories come from stuff we do with Joe Blow. So it's a, a good companion, I think, to Joe Blow, Yeah, I would say. Um, have we ever go over Paul? The...
2: Does Paul ever go to Sundance? I don't think I've met Paul no, Paul doesn't really go to the film
1: festivals, but we are
2: going to have you on pretty shortly, I think, within <laughs> oh, okay. a few weeks. So we'll oh, that's good to know. You. It's good to know that yeah, I am going yeah. to be on there soon. I did not yes, know this. Yes, yes. Yeah, well, we're going to invite <laughs> you.
1: Anyway. It's up to you. But... uh uh no you know and uh yeah we're i mean looking forward to it you know it's interesting because paul and i we have totally different takes on things right you know from and everything but we, mm-hmm. we get along really well and it's, it comes up to a, it comes up to
2: a good show i think nice well i'm glad to hear it man i was happy to bring you aboard you know, on, yeah, yeah, and, on yeah. Talk and you know you're you're my homie so i was like i that. I, I, I my, pitched the show to them there, I was like, yeah, this guy's really good. You know, he's always on my show. She's like, oh, yeah, I always, I've heard him on there before, so so, uh, so yeah, it's 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 good to have you aboard, and uh, I'm glad things are going well. Thank um, you very much. Well, speaking of uh, things that we have different opinions on, I feel like we're going to have a different opinion of Pacific Rim Uprising. <laughs> oh, so you liked it then? I liked it. Okay, I liked Pacific Rim it, Uprising. Too. Did you? Did Paul you? Did did you?
1: Give me a hard time about it on Twitter. He was like, oh, I liked it, because <laughs> I gave it a really nasty review on Joe Blow. And I told him. I didn't read your review. I,
2: I, I, I kind of got, got a whiff of your feelings on it from one of your tweets, and I was like, "Uh oh." <laughs> well, I told him. I told him last
1: week too on the show that it was like the um, the Mortal Kombat Annihilation class of peoples. oh come,
2: or,
1: come or, on oh <laughs> yeah so it's kinda, oh, that's
2: unnecessarily that's unnecessarily mean. I really say. thought it was that level though, dude. Really, I hated it. I hated it.
1: I hate it. I was oh. reading an article that John Boyega, he, um, because he has a producer credit on it, and he was yeah. saying in an interview with Deadline, he's like, "Oh yeah, so I, I, uh, I put some money on uh, uh some of his Star Wars money into it." <laughs> I was like, Dude, "Why? Why did your agent <laughs> let you do that?" After the numbers on the first one came in, like you're depending on China and you know, and it's like, "Why?" Well, I mean, <laughs> not okay, okay,
2: council. okay. Okay, but this is a little bit different though. This is a bit different situation. The one the movie doesn't cost nearly as much as that first one did, and it you cost can, and you can one hundred
1: and fifty five million dollars though. Travis. The That's first one costs more
2: than that. that though.
1: First it cost Sure, more than but that. it costs one hundred and fifty five million, which is still a really expensive movie though, and it's going right, to make on the high end maybe three hundred worldwide.
2: You know, it'll probably 100. make right. It'll probably make three. See, I think It makes three hundred easy. Um, it's about whether or not it goes, how much further above that it goes, and with that I'm not so sure about. But I but, do I mean,
1: think with studio accounting and stuff like that, man. It's like I feel bad. I felt bad when I read that he invested his money. He shouldn't <laughs> be investing his money in that. He yeah, his I mean, money. It's, it's, what it's else do young, young,
2: rich a, people invest in? Like Bitcoin it's, it's or something like that. At 130 that. million right now. I mean, it, It's yeah. technically at 130 million right now. We haven't got the weekend totals yet, so I mean I, I don't want to. You know, short sell. But technically, it's at 132 million. Of course, the vast majority of that is overseas, which is fine. I think we all expect it's so doing well overseas. Then it's right. It's doing like 120 million overseas already, and that's just oh, without okay. the weekend numbers calculated. So we'll see. We'll see how it does. But I think it, it'll, it'll clear 300 million Um easy. And, and I don't know how much further it'll go beyond that. But but we'll see. And I, I, the way I looked at this one was, I, I did not miss Guillermo del Toro that much from it, and oh, I, I like really the, the first movie. But I, I didn't want movie. to. Yeah, I, I liked the first movie. I didn't love it. I liked it. It was fun. And these are exactly the kind of movies that that, that speak to me. I'm a I'm a big anime fan. I love giant robots. I love you know. I love yeah. robots fighting monsters. I love, I love humans piloting giant robots. I mean, I'm a Robotech Gundam fan from back in the Well, days. you must
1: have liked this one then because it is more robots than, than it
2: Kaiju. It is. It is more robots than Kaiju, and it's also more Power Rangers than anything else. Uh, yeah. This one felt like a Power Rangers movie to me, which is fine. Uh, I, 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 this is one of the reasons why I, I I didn't mind Del Toro, because we got a different filmmaker's perspectives and it, yeah. their their likes and stuff like that. So this one to me felt like Power Rangers meets Gundam, and that was... And you know, I like that. So I like that. So I wasn't I wasn't constantly comparing it to Del Toro. I had to get that out of my head to not compare yeah. it to Del Toro and realize this I was mean, the
1: I mean, I went in with an open mind. You know, I mean, I like the first one a lot. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I was you know, I can understand why Del Toro you know, it wasn't invited back. You know, and he won and he, it worked out for him pretty well. And then he won two Oscars
2: off the movie. Yeah, he, he, won, <laughs> he won. He won. He went on to do a little something. That told that yeah. Del, Toro, Del Toro guy. <laughs> so he's doing all right,
1: you know. I mean, but I, I, I went in kind of expecting him to like it, and
2: there were things about it that I liked.
1: I mean, I liked Boyega; I thought he was good. I, bet he's, I think he's a charismatic
2: actor. I think he's I've better than Charlie Hunnam that. was. He's better than Charlie Hunnam. Charlie Hunnam seemed like he was yeah, oh
1: totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you. But I mean, then again, though, they have the boring guy, though, Scott Eastwood. I mean, I think that guy Scott is, is so a awesome. black hole.
2: Is, is it me or is Scott Eastwood <laughs> trying a lot harder to act just like his old man now? Oh, my God. It's it's transparent. That was one of the things I really hated about the movie. He's trying to talk
1: like this. He's tough. And I know. He's, not, and he's, 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 he's squinting he at every off. every
2: line he says. He's squinting all yeah. the time. And I'm like, come on, man. You don't got to do that. <laughs> and he's too soft, too.
1: He's too much of a pretty boy. You know, I mean, his dad, you know, was like a rough and tumble guy. And and I don't know. I mean, he yeah.
2: Scotty not rough and tumble.
1: <laughs> just don't buy it. You know, I Charlie Day's character, like, what the hell? Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I it was, was it
2: alone was... when they said that Scott Eastwood wants to do wants to play Wolverine. I was like, please no. Uh oh, that like, was please please no. terrible. I was I like, please I mean, no. would...
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I, now I, mean, I, could, I could, have could have seen a young a young Clint Eastwood play Wolverine. Man, <laughs> it's a lot different though. So. <laughs> <laughs> Eastwood it's I think like, Scott dude, Eastwood like thinks he's like his father, and he's really not.
1: <laughs> dude, it's like the difference between Steve McQueen and Chad McQueen. Like,
2: right. You know,
1: I mean like, It's like, like the you difference know.
2: between Steve McQueen And Steve McQueen
1: <laughs>
2: You know what I mean They are a little different <laughs> Yes, quite a bit
1: But equally talented just in different ways
2: they talented in <laughs> you know? ways
1: Both very different but in different ways
2: <laughs> One could
1: not do what the other does On uh, right. either side of the equation Yeah yeah.
2: Yeah. No, I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I dug this one. This one has, this one takes place. What was it about? How many years was it past the first movie? 10 years?
1: 10 years later? Yeah, 10 years, which also doesn't really make sense, though, because they talk about how Boyega's character and was like thrown out of, 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 uh, <clears you throat> know, a ranger or whatever yeah. like that. He's like 22, so he was like 12. i got the idea that he
2: was a little bit older than that but (laughs) and
1: he's playing like it's so clear he's playing maverick you know and and or actually i thought i have said my review it's like not only is he playing maverick but he's playing like topper harley from hot shots (laughs) the, 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 the script the premise is 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 hot shots making fun of top gun so it's you know he's basically topper harley and uh, and then yeah. and then um, Scott Eastwood is, is is Iceman slash the Carrie Always character in Hot Shots, and it's like, but you know, but I liked I liked Boyega. I think he's I think he's always kind of worth watching. The kid I, I didn't like the girl at all. I thought that she was.
2: Oh, I like Kaylee Spaney.
1: I like her. I mean, I think that. We I thought she was sure. I think that that character and the Chinese like tech billionaire should have been merged into one character. Like mm-hmm. it's just another ranger, because the way that they put that tech person in at the end, like <clears> where she's piloting Jaegers and so like that, makes no sense at all. And it's so clearly shoehorned in to appeal to the Chinese audience, which is fine because that's how they're making the money. I also yes. find it weird that they're destroying Japan, though, and you know there's two countries have a bit of
0: it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: A bit you, also, you also, can't do one of those movies without having monsters stomping through Japan. I mean, that's yeah. just. I mean, you kind of have to. It it comes with it comes with it. You know, it comes packaged in. Japan gets destroyed by giant monsters. Like if you don't do it, people would be like, why did they have it in Japan?
1: I felt that there were too many characters. Though. Like I feel like that character should have been melded into well, one, or even better, keep keep her, keep both of those, and get rid of Eastwood. Like he was not necessary for done, the movie
2: at all. Well, Eastwood was not necessary for the movie. Just like his kind of romance with the Adria Arjona character, like there was that oh sort God. of that that sort of love triangle that they teased but didn't really do anything with. That was like, what was that about? What is that whole thing about? You know, they so they mm. probably could have cut out the Eastwood and the Arjona characters completely because there was nothing yeah. that really came out of that rivalry between Boyega and Eastwood either. So they could no, have They done become with, buddies they have done so quickly. Come, I mean, it's they become like, buddies for no reason.
1: At the end, Eastwood and, just calling him brother over and over again. Hey brother, hey brother, yeah. hey brother.
2: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So really? I was like, okay. Um, so yeah, they could have done without that. And, and look, I'm not saying the movie's perfect, but um, but uh, I, I I I kind of felt like the characters who were brought back. Were didn't really need to be brought back. I didn't think Charlie, like, Charlie oh, not Day or burn gorman, or either, or even those guys back. I, I mean, as soon as Rinko Kikuchi came back, I knew what her fate was. I was like, uh, as much as I love her, I was like, uh, I was like, well, she's, I know what she's here to be, <laughs> I know what's good to happen to her. Um, but they didn't feel like they were, they felt shoehorned in. As if they needed to have some sort of connection to the previous films. That's why they. I mean, don't even think that Boyega necessarily
1: needed to be Idris Elba's son, but I think they wanted to have that just to play on you know, <clears throat> Elba's kind of newfound iconography. You know, mm-hmm. that kind of works. I think that but, part works.
3: That part mm-hmm.
2: works for his character. Though. I mean, that, that's a good connection to have. If one of the, if they're going to make connections to the past, that was the one good one. Because I love that opening sequence where he's Hunter, kind of sure. where he's partying and stuff. I was like, I, yeah. I would just I would watch a 90-minute movie of just John Boyega partying in in kaiju skeletons. In yeah. <laughs> I would watch that movie.
1: Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, though. I was not a fan of this one. I was glad it was over.
2: Oh. It's so, yeah. so harsh. Well, what are you going to do in a specific room three, though? Because, you know, they're setting up a third one. <laughs>
1: Well, let's see how this one does. I mean, I don't you know, know.
2: Know, we'll
1: see. I mean, you know, I'll give it a chance. I'll give it a shot. I mean, I think that yeah. you know, get rid of Eastwood though. It's the same thing, Eastwood. I mean, God, he was felt the same way in Furious Eight as well. You know, the uh, of the Furious, I mean, it was just like, what was he doing in that movie? Seriously, was he in what Squad was he too? Doing? Oh, but in Suicide, Suicide Squad, they handled him the right way because they cut him out almost
3: completely. Just you know, completely Live by in the Night. background, like, like doesn't say anything?
1: <laughs> you know that he was in Live By Night. Eh? He played Ben Affleck's brother, and at the last minute, Affleck cut his entire role out of the movie.
3: <laughs> and they
1: just re- they refer to him over and over again in the movie. He's like, my brother's right. going to take care of it. My brother's care of it. My and brother just did it. Show him. And then at the end, his brother's like a director. And they didn't deal. They cut him out of the movie completely. I mean, clearly because he cannot act. <laughs>
2: Nah, Scott Eastwood's not any good at all. Uh, I know mean, most some I people think he's him pretty, but
1: oh god, I could just see it in Live by Night the deleted scenes must be like him acting opposite like Elle Fanning in that whole thing where she goes to L.A. <laughs> and she's probably yeah. like wiping the floor with him, right? Like act, <laughs> literally acting circles around that him. That might be
2: that might be a reason worth getting the Live by Night DVD just to see yeah. if it's on there. No, they <laughs> That's not. Her not as like, her so don't have it
1: today. Yeah. What's that? I think you'd be the only person that would have bought it.
2: <laughs> I know. I don't even remember looking for it. Like, I don't have even, like, ever, can ever con- considered getting it. Like... <laughs>
1: if you ever meet Affleck, he'd be like, oh, you, yeah, Travis Hudson, you're the one who bought the Blu-ray of Live by Night. All right, thank you. Here's your money. <laughs> I know,
2: yeah, right. I'll ask him to sign my copy of Live by Night, the Blu-ray, and there'll pro- probably I be, like, a single tear that goes down his cheek. <laughs> i ended up
1: on he should man i'll tell you i meet him he should be you know we should be bros because i i i ended up on all the trailers and all the tv spots for that movie because i was like the one critic that liked it <laughs> so i ended up on all the shows <laughs> packed
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know was like, Action i was
3: the
2: one person who liked it night, Chris Bumbray, and i remember <laughs>
1: there was like an embargo on it and they were like and they were like uh the Warner Brothers was like, oh, yeah, no, I saw that you reviewed it. Can you take down your review? And then I was like, oh, sure, I'll take it down. And I'm like, oh, wait a second. Oh, it's positive. Oh, oh you can leave it up.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know what else happened happen on? Maybe this is a to transition. Tomb Raider. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I put up my review yes. for it on, on – um, on, uh, I was late. For my review, right, and my boss is pissed off. Joe um, um, Paul was mad. He's like, where the fuck's my review? And it was, and it was because I was, I was having a bad day. I was busy at work. I was sure. teaching, and um, so I finally got did, it up did
2: around. y'all hash that out over
1: an episode of the Beard and the Bald. We did indeed. He actually gave me shit about it this week, but but that's the off episode now. But anyway, but um, okay, so I put it up on Rotten Tomatoes at one o'clock. Right when I get into my other job, I put up at one o'clock. Ten past one, I get an email from Water Brothers clearing quotes. <laughs> because I, and I looked up and I'm like the one reputable site that liked it, I think. So,
2: <laughs> one of the few. Well, to be fair, I
1: got, they a, never I got me. it. never quote I never get quoted on anything good. It's always, I got it. I, like to that. be
2: fair, I got a clear request from from them for that movie, too. But I don't know if they'll yeah. use it or not. We'll see what
1: happens. If you liked it, yeah. Because, I mean, that's the thing, the but reputable sites. It. Yeah, you'll probably know I'm going to end up probably in all the trailers. You got a quote on something recently too, though that was really cool. I, I got think. a quote what, for what, I, what,
2: I got a quote yeah, for I, That's Tanya,
1: amazing. Something. I think you yeah, ended up on the funny. screener, didn't you,
2: or something like that? I I, no, I'm not on the screener, but I was on the. I was in all the standees. I know that much. That's pretty awesome. So, Itonia, yeah. that's can, pretty cool, man. Maybe one TV
1: spot. <laughs> Mine was my claim to fame is is the catfish trailer.
3: You ever seen the trailer for Catfish?
1: Is my quote? Yes. Yeah, that was. What cool. did that you was say? What did movie.
2: you say about it? What was the quote for that?
1: It was. It was. It, the thing goes dark, and then it says, and then the quote comes up really slowly, and it says, "The last <laughs> part of, of this movie are an emotional roller coaster that you won't be able to shake." It's all dramatic. It says Chris Bumbry, and it makes. It, but they made it look like a horror movie.
3: Though.
1: And I got so much shit after that quote came out. Because people are like, Oh, you misinter- you misrepresented the movie, but it wasn't me, it was the way they cut the trailer. It made it look like it was gonna be the exorcist or something like that. You know, a paranormal activity. You know, it's like fuck it, no, I didn't mean it that way. It was emotional, but it was
2: <laughs> Yeah. That's crazy man. I, I'm trying to think what was the I've gotten I've gotten clear I've gotten quotes for a lot of weird movies, like I got quoted for a good old fashioned orgy, which was the first movie I ever yeah. got quoted for. <laughs> yeah, Don, Johnson. Don Johnson's that? in that movie Don Johnson's in that movie Yes he is He is in that movie Yeah. Um, yep Don Johnson got, was in that movie
1: I get, I get asked for quotes I get cleared for quotes for like big stuff My stuff never shows up Like I got cleared for quotes on both of the, On a bunch of the Star Wars
2: movies And I, they never showed up on anything you know, I was like,
1: okay. Nothing ever. Yeah, I get, requests for, okay. like yeah, I get requests
2: for stuff that, that they don't ever, at least they don't appear yeah. anywhere that I see them. Maybe they're no. playing in like, bang, maybe it's like for a TV spot in Bangladesh or something that I don't know about.
1: That actually but. happened <laughs> to me once, <laughs> Bullhead. The movie Bullhead, the Messiah show oh, yeah. movie?
2: Yeah, was I, my favorite I actor ended up on Masai a poster
1: Shone. for it. I ended up on a poster for it and like that some like art house theater chain was doing in like the UK, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> like it was a really nice poster or rubber. I'm on the I'm on the
2: uh, I'm on the, oh, wow. the Quentin Quint- DuPont movie. The, the yeah, tire I'm movie. On
1: the, yeah, nice. I'm on the I'm on the I'm on the UK DVD of that movie. It just says the best rubber tire movie ever made. <laughs> <laughs>
2: which, <laughs> I changed the way I wrote tire. Which I wrote a think P-I-R-O-T. everybody. Which I think everybody Why had a R-O-T. variation of that. Everybody had a variation of that quote. Yes, like, I know, right. <laughs> the oh, yeah the best role movie ever it's like of course it is yeah 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 <laughs> no nah, but I, I always get quoted for weird stuff but the, the the funny thing is now with with so much online marketing, I get cleared for quotes that are strictly for like online stuff, so i get yeah. i like i got quoted for um for the uh the the um uh, oh, the skyline sequel so i guess i got quoted for that. You know, oh, so it's like, you I, know I
1: think Eric did at our site too because he liked it. He thought it was really
2: fun. Oh, yeah. Me too. I, I yeah. actually liked it a lot. <laughs> I haven't seen but, it yet. Uh, yeah. I heard,
1: pretty good, man, I've heard we'll that. Go check that it, really it out. Cool I heard that the Kickboxer sequel was actually pretty
2: fun as well. It is. It yeah. is. I, Which, I like, I like that too. That. In fact, that just came out on Blu ray and I, I keep meaning to, to order it. So, um, but yeah. yeah, that one's pretty good too. Um mm-hmm. We did talk, we we mentioned briefly Tomb Raider, and we should probably talk about it a little bit. Uh, What did you think about the Tomb Raider sequel, and and, and, uh, in particular, uh, Alicia Vikander as Laura Croft? I really liked her in the part, actually. And I
1: thought that it was a good, I thought it was a good reboot. You know, the thing is, I never liked the Angelina Jolie movies. I mean, I liked her. I had a huge crush on her, obviously, like everybody else did. uh, But but everyone else with a pulse, you know, and it was, -hmm. but it was one of those things that um, I, um, I never thought those movies were good, and they and now they're terrible. If you ever see them show up on TV or something like that, I like mean, streaming,
2: I mean, I I, I had I kind of liked the first one a little bit because it was kind of sassy and kind of kind of silly. Well, the second one, second
3: one is
1: absolutely right? atrocious.
2: <laughs> second, oh one is my god,
3: absolutely
2: awful. It's <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, Yann oh, <laughs> Dubont never worked again, and this guy is the guy who directed. Steve. I know.
3: And He's he never worked Twister, and he
1: never worked again, and he never worked again. That was seven years after 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 Twister, and he never yep. worked again. I mean, that's how bad the movie was. Yep. God knows what happened on that set, but um, <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> you know, was so funny though is that if you ever read about Laura Croft Tomb Raider, the original movie, uh, that Simon mm-hmm. West did, like it was a disaster. If you there was, there's a book, um, Sherry Lansing, who ran Paramount. Her biography is great and it has all these crazy, like, behind-the-scenes stories. And to apparently Tomb Raider, like, the first one was a disaster. Like, there was stuff going on with Jolie, and uh, yeah. there was, and there was and the director was just, and, like, apparently the movie didn't cut together at all. It was a disaster. And then they had yeah. to hire Stuart Baird to, to rework it and reshoot it and, and, and re-edit the movie. And he got it into shape, and they all thought it was going to flop, and then ended up making money, and they were all surprised. And the Stuart Baird's reward for that was they let him direct Star Trek nemesis. And we all saw how that worked out. But if you go see the new Tomb Raider, it has three credited editors and one of them is Stuart Baird. (laughs) 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 But, but I liked it though. Overall, I I liked her and like kind of a more grounded part take on the part. Um, I thought she was kind of, you know, she had a lot of attitude and I liked her. I, I, I like her as an actress. I think she's very talented. Um, physically i thought she was really good too you know she was really in good shape and She's different. you know it was different. Like watching yeah watching it also made me you know kind of uh, this is a line that i've been stealing from my girlfriend but it's one it's it's, it's the value of doing pull ups at the gym <laughs> cuz she pulls herself you, out of many scrapes in that coma. If
2: you don't know how to do pull ups in your Laura Croft, you die pretty early on oh, I, mean, yeah, kinda, and, and I mean that's just and i mean it is <laughs>
1: She goes through a lot in that movie, too. It's almost like torture, yeah. for him though. She gets like, she falls. In those early many
2: sequences, times. it definitely is. And, the, and when she, she first gets, gets, gets on the island, <laughs> she gets impaled. She, 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 kind of she lands, she somehow lands <laughs> in a dilapidated plane that's about to fall over a cliff, you know, and it's like, so Jesus. And, she, times, and it's like, eh, she's, she's getting just shot at. <laughs> but then
1: she gets impaled <laughs> and she kind of like shrugs it off. Eh. <laughs>
2: I was I was laughing because for a long time it was just like just don't just don't touch her face just don't touch her face
1: like her yeah, yeah, face yeah. Is yeah. like
2: immaculate through most of the movie. <laughs> oh yeah,
1: oh yeah, 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 no, she has like a couple of scrapes, but they're like artfully she gets done. Scrapes, yeah, later on it's <laughs> like okay, <laughs> they're like art artfully done though. That's the thing. Yes,
2: very very artfully done. They're like they're like Kylo Ren's scar, like in like oh. in the Force <laughs> Awakens. It's like that's a really nasty lightsaber strike he just took in the second movie. It's like. It's 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 kind of right here, kind of out of the way, you know. So makes him look like. You
3: know,
2: makes him better looking.
3: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's like that CW version of Beauty and the Beast, where the guy's got like, (laughs) or no, it's like there's some, it's like Beauty, it's and he's got like instead of like being a beast, he's got like this little scar down his face, and it's like this cool scar. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but but I I liked it too, and I, and I, I think I mean it's a more serious movie than the first Tomb Raider was. Um, it's not it's not like a like I don't know, I wouldn't necessarily call it a, like a big fun movie, but I think the action oh, I, mean, was I, had good, good. I had a good
1: time. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, but I, but the first
2: one is, is the first one is really trying to make you laugh a lot of the time. I think. Um, and, and this one I think is, is, is more serious. Uh, but the action I think is better. I like Alicia Vikander. She's a, she's a, she has a different kind of physicality than Angelina Jolie did. Yeah. Um, which is good. Um, yeah. I, I, I dug it and I'm, I'm curious. I mean, the movie's done okay. Mostly overseas. Like that's almost always the case nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, What do you think? Think that could be the launch of a franchise? Uh, Or do you think this is going to be kind of – I don't think they're going to make another one.
0: no purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: To be honest, but yeah. uh, I, I think that it, it, it has to do. I think it, you have to kind of hit a certain number here, and I think that number is still like 100 million, yeah. at mm-hmm. least in the high nineties or the high eighties to to get like to get even considered for a sequel. Even though they all say it's an international box office. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, Pacific Rim was two hundred eleven
2: million dollars worldwide. It's not bad.
1: It's yeah, it's not bad, but I mean, you know, I, it, it depends on how much money they make off of it. That's the big, uh, yeah. the perception of yeah. the movie, whether it's perceived as yeah. a failure or not. It's interesting, yeah. though, because there's that book that's out now, you know, the big picture that, that talks about, you know, the Marvel movies and stuff and financing. Mm-hmm. It's been mm-hmm. excerpted on a bunch of sites. We ran some stuff from it on Showblow. I, I read it, and it's a really interesting book. And they talk about how, like, the tent poles and how everything has changed the business. And it is, it's funny because, you know, something like tomb raider is a flop right but it's a much safer bet for them to do a movie like that than anything else because they made it for about a hundred billion dollars and the thing is because it has that kind of action in it it'll always generate a certain safe amount of income even if it's a disaster so in the end they'll lose maybe a bit of money but they'll probably come close to breaking even Right, and it's funny, and if you look at all like the big flops, you know, even something like Battleship is a, it, it, only because it costs so much money is it considered such a flop? You know, I mean, it it still made three to four hundred million worldwide. You know? I, so, I think
2: what people have to realize about movies when they talk about why movies get made, movies movies are an evergreen investment. They yeah, don't yeah. just go. They don't just go away. Like a movie might be out in theaters, might be out on Blu-ray. It doesn't go away. After all of that, they still make money. And I remember talking with somebody—I can't remember who—who who was, and we were talking about the movie Elf and how it's like the most evergreen. Yeah, that a lot and of it, money for the studio. Yeah, it, and it still does, and it still does because every single year. it's an exceptional people, one, though. It is an it's exceptional funny. one, but it—but it's an exceptional one, but—but but it still stands for most movies too. I mean, most movies will continue to make money forever. You know, if they're as long as they have like a certain a certain a certain brand. A certain, a certain level of, 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 of uh, notability, they will continue to make movie, money forever, certain movies. They
3: don't
1: the Marvel movies as as they will
2: they probably do. make money forever. Tomb Raider might make money forever. You know, I mean, it's just...
1: They don't make them as much as they used to, though, because the thing is that, that, mm-hmm. that industry, like home entertainment, has really kind of collapsed. But it's true what you say, yep. though, because if you go to um, iTunes or something, and you look mm-hmm. at the top 100 rentals or the top 100 purchases there's always a whole bunch of catalog titles that just never drop out of the top 100. Yeah. And that, like, I think that's the the key to like, and it's sometimes it's movies that you wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't necessarily think about, you know, I I was, I was talking to somebody from um, RGAE, the company that put out bone tomahawk. Mm -hmm. And I was, and I was talking to them and I was talking about how much I love that movie. And I was like, it's too bad. It didn't really do any business. And they're like, look, it didn't even hit theatrically. They didn't even put it out, but they said on VOD, they made a fortune. Considering how yeah. much it cost to make, they made a ton of money. That's why they snapped up Brawl and Band 99. And Brawl and Band 99, if you look at the the iTunes rentals on the on the indie charts, it topped the indie charts for months. Yeah. So it did. So I think it. They end up making I think a decent amount of money. You know, especially if it's yeah. if it's like capped at a certain point. And internationally, yeah. so. And it's true what you say. And like, the good thing about are,
2: that movie. The good thing about that movie is people. One, it has an awesome title. So anybody who comes yeah. across is gonna be like, What is that? But but it also it uh but also it uh and which I think is it's smart for him to keep giving his movies titles like that, because Bone Tomahawk has one yeah. of those titles too. As you look at you're like, What is that? And you want to go rent it. And the new but, one dragged
1: across concrete. You know, that's a cool title. Concrete.
2: Yeah, exactly. People are gonna to want to go check those movies out for a long yeah. time to come. But also his yeah. movies, like when I talked about Bra- Brawl and Cell ninety nine, it made people want to go back and look up Bone Tomahawk. You know, because it gets us good reviews. And, you know, and I think that's the way it's going to be for him for a long time. Those movies will probably make money for a long time, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. And they only cost, you know, I mean, like, Bone Tomahawk apparently cost $1.2 million. And it's like, it it looks like it costs 10 times that at least. Yeah. You know, because he gets great actors that come in and they'll do it for nothing because they just want the experience. They want that kind of role, so... You yep. know when I talked to when I interviewed Vince Vaughn and, and Don Johnson at TIFF, they were talking about him. And fortunately, the director wasn't there because he was still doing Drag Across Concrete. They were like, you know, they considered themselves. They told me that they're like part of his repertory company, and they'll just do whatever they, whatever he wants them to do. Vince Vaughn is starring in Drag Across <laughs> Concrete, and Johnson said he showed up. He's doing he's doing a, a a one day role for for Drag Across Concrete. Him and Udo Kier, they're both showing up for like one day each, just to do a oh, good role.
2: I'm Udo Kier.
1: Udo, Udo Kier, Kier is. There, he, um, loved me. He, asked my, he asked for my email address <laughs> when we were when I interviewed him and he wouldn't let the person stop the interview. A buddy of mine interviewed him after I, me and he said that Udo yeah. Kier stopped the interview to Skype with his dog.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, serious. Oh
2: uh, Udo Kier.
1: Speaking <laughs> yeah. of Udo
2: Kier, Dune, downsizing out on D V D and Boo right now, so go ahead and check that out. Um, for the forty minutes then just turn it off. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I rent it for Hong Chow. I really, really liked her in that movie. She is really She's good, really good. It, yeah. She's really yeah. good in that movie. Um all right. So let's let's take a quick break. We're gonna come back, we're gonna talk about I'm gonna ask you about a couple of news items that popped up this sure. week. Um so we'll be right back, y'all, as soon as I find my my uh bump music. There it is. Joeball and the Beard and the Bald podcast. Uh, what's up, Chris? Hello, sir. Hey, hey, hey! All right, let's talk about a couple of things going on this week. Um, I was really excited to find out that Nate Parker was coming back. Um, yeah, I, I, I was actually just talking to somebody about about Nate Parker, and I was like, like "We haven't heard from him in two years. I'm starting to get worried. <laughs> I'm starting to get worried. I heard you He's doing not gonna, a web not series. Was that? I heard he
1: was doing a web series.
2: Hmm. First, I yeah. heard about that. Really? Yeah. No. Um, I look him said,
1: up periodically because yeah. it's a fascinating story, and I look him up to see what's going on. Because mm-hmm. I mean, that yeah, was, not, you know, I mean, yeah, he's. He, I mean, yeah, I, you know, I can't defend what
2: he did, but
1: he's, but he's, he's talented. I mean.
2: I mean, I mean, look, the, the, I, not to rehash old stuff, but you know, <laughs> yeah, he got, he got, he got. This this thing that he was that he was accused of happened twenty years ago, and he was, you know, found not guilty of it. But you know, but it came up again at you know right at the the the, the at the release of, of Birth of a Nation, which is a film that had been you know shortlisted for the best for best picture since it debuted at Sundance, and you know, and he did not handle the publicity on that well at all. No. Okay. That was the that yeah. was the thing that killed him. He did not handle the report. Yeah, I think so. I think if he had been apologetic, and I think yeah. his
1: team really let him down too. Like the fact that nobody yeah. knew that she had died. Like, yeah. you know, that it was if not he good. had known that, he could have handled it way differently, and the story yeah. might have been different.
2: Yeah, it, it, it did not it did not help him at all. And the only thing that was really ups- upsetting about it was the fact that then Casey Affleck went on to win Best Actor that same year. Well, like, yeah, was- and
1: that's the thing. I mean, <laughs> I think it's kind of true what you say, though, and it's like the black versus white thing. You know, it's like, okay, how come Casey Affleck gets to win an Oscar and now is in all this all these other movies that are coming out? You know, and he, he, yeah. you know he's in a movie with Robert Redford. He was in a ghost story, which really loved. And, you know, how come he gets to keep doing stuff? But then, yeah. you know, and all he did was he said, I'm not going to talk about it. And then
2: Nate Parker. He just basically, he just, he just flat out it. wouldn't talk. He just wouldn't say shit. He just yeah, kind of.
1: Nate Parker <laughs> does talk about it, at least acknowledges it, you know, and and, and and it's one of those things. And then it's like, well, fuck you. We're never you, you're never going to work again. You know, it's it's you know, I don't know. It's Yeah. I mean, I can't you know, I can't you know, it's one of those things I can't I wasn't there. I can't defend it. I think, you know, if, if it's true, what happened? then I think, you know, obviously something fucked up happened. You can't really defend it, but it was, you know, it was, I don't know. I wasn't there. I mean.
2: Yeah. I mean, and and, it's, not, and it's, not about was... it's not about defending what happened before. I mean, neither yeah. one of us knows what happened. All we can do is go with oh. with, with what the court said. But but even yeah. but it's not even really about that either. It's about, you know, yeah. kind of the, the double standard of the whole thing. Oh, big time. Um, he, and there was he tried to, he tried to confront it. He, he at least tried to confront it. And he was—he basically yeah. paid the price for that. Whereas Casey, I feel like Scott was like, "I'm not even going to talk about it." And it was—and that was apparently the right move to make. But yeah. but but let's talk about what he's actually coming back to do. He's coming back to write and direct um, a, a film called Black and Blue, uh, which is about uh, a real a true story based on uh, decorated LAPD officer Ralph Waddy, um, who uh, is was start? there. See, they won't say. They didn't say. Yeah. And it, it, right now, it just says he's writing and directing. But it seems like the kind of role he'd be good for. Uh, Wadi was a, you know, an African American cop who was there during the Robert Candy assassination, of the ambassador uh, during the rise of the Black Panthers, to capture the Robert Skid Row slasher, and during the Manson murders. All these cases that he was involved in, or involved with, you know, investigating, and uh, so he's kind of like, like an LAPD hero. Uh, it seems like the kind of role that Parker would be good for. But I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if maybe he's like. Maybe it's a good I think good idea if I stayed behind the camera this time.
1: Well, I think it probably would be. I mean, I think that people will swallow it a lot better if he he comes back as a sure. writer director and then you know and has another actor in the lead, somebody that people really like. You know, I think that would be, you know, that's what
2: Gibson did. I mean, you know, yeah, it worked for exactly. him. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. So, exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. You yeah. <laughs> I was reading a funny story a few days ago. Um, this totally changed yours. Um, and not to bring it up, but I'm going to bring it up anyway. Um, Justice League. Uh, Justice League is is out on Blu-ray this week. In fact, I, I just got my copy yesterday. Um, God, why would you it, buy it? because I didn't hate it. <laughs> Sorry, <anybody. laughs> I did not hate Justice League. I actually liked it. I I do know it's imperfect. The
1: CGI mustache effects were fine. They
2: were fine. <laughs> oh, yeah, the CJ mustache effects were awesome. <laughs> I heard every, when a good I was at the press thing I, it's a good screening thing for that, the, the second go... he
1: showed up on screen, everybody started
2: gasping. Oh. They
1: were
3: like, it was, it gross.
2: He looked absolutely gross. Um, yeah. But it is officially the lowest grossing DC films movie. Mm-hmm. And they've done five of them. Yeah. And, and I'm still blown away by the fact that Justice League could... A movie with Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman... Aquaman and The Flash somehow did yeah. worse than Suicide Squad, which has Killer yeah, Croc true. and Deadshot. Yeah. And, <laughs> but well, just but like Will it, Smith it and Margot Robbie though six hundred fifty-seven million dollars.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, Batman vs. Superman is the tops, eight hundred seventy-four. Uh, Wonder Woman is closely behind with eight twenty-two. Suicide Squad seven hundred forty-seven million, and Man of Steel only made six hundred sixty-eight million. But I remember being like, "Yeah, okay, that's not such a bad start. It's actually not that great." Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But but,
1: how much did Justice League make? Worldwide?
2: Six hundred fifty-seven million.
1: Well, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of it's weird because I mean, I I I think they probably ended up losing a lot of money on it though because I think the production budget on it, from what I heard, they basically had to shoot the whole movie multiple times. So yeah. When I visited yeah. the set, you know, I was on the set for that movie in, in London Before. when it was Zack Snyder Eight. directing it. Yeah. yeah, When it was Zack Snyder <laughs> directing it, though, and it, was, and it was like the movie that they were shooting, I think, was probably different than the movie that I ended up seeing. Like just the yes. art and stuff like that that they were showing us was like totally different than what it ended up being.
2: Yeah. I mean he was I – mean, at the time when Zack Snyder was directing it, he was putting out like concept images fairly frequently.
1: And it did you know, not end up
2: in the film, they did not end up in the movie at all, you know. So it's like,
3: oh, okay,
2: yeah, so yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm still, I'm just kind of blown away by it, I don't even really want to talk about it that much longer. I was just, it's just, it's just one of those things that's just kind of blew me away. Um, yeah, and it's just weird. Um, all right, um, Simon Pegg was talking about Quentin Tarantino's Star Trek movie. Did you see this?
1: Um Yeah, I saw it. I, I think it's never gonna happen, to be honest. It I sounds like so one either. of those things that's like such a you know a fanboy wish fulfillment project. I don't think it's ever gonna happen. It
2: seems like one of those stories that got out of control yeah. and yeah. it's like like somebody heard something awesome and then it kind of blew up and it really shouldn't have. But basically Simon yeah. Pegg is like, I don't think he's written an already Star Trek script. I think what yeah, happens don't to think it's with, ever the happen. with the idea. And he had for a while, which he has been talking about wanting to do a Star Trek movie for years. Um I remember he told us about it a long time ago he told me in Edgar Wright. Oh, it
3: doesn't tell that,
2: right. <laughs> he's
1: doing the Madsen movie. He's gonna be so busy doing that. You know, Tarantino goes all in when he directs movies. You're not gonna hear from him for like another <clears> year and a half until it's done. That's what happens. He just disappears. Right. You know, it's like right. and it takes him a long time to shoot his movies and stuff like that. And you and know, he's an auteur. But it's, it's yeah. like I, he's not going to have time to do a Star Trek movie. He's going to do it. He'll get around to it. It'll take five years. And it's going to be one of those things the studio is going to want to exploit that property some other way. I mean,
2: yeah. And and this one didn't make any sense. It never really made any sense because they supposedly hired Mark Smith from who wrote The Revenant to write the script. Yeah. And I was like, why? It's like T- Tarantino really going to let somebody else write a movie he's yeah, directing? Exactly. I mean, no, that yeah. doesn't make any sense. And this whole thing with Pegs basically saying, like, yeah, he's kind of got to it off. I just don't – it seems like one of those predictions is not going to happen. It, it sounds awesome, but probably not. <laughs> but probably I think not. the Danny Boyle James
1: Bond thing will happen, though.
2: I, I do think that will happen, too. I have faith in he that. He seems that like he already. really wants that to happen. Like he really wants yeah. to make that happen. Yeah. So, yeah, I think okay. that's going to happen. Um <laughs> Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson are reuniting for the Men in Black spinoff. You know what's so weird
1: about that, though? You know what's so strange about that? On the Beards what? and Bald a couple weeks ago, Paul and I were talking about Chris Hemsworth being hired for, for Men in Black 2, and then Paul said, he goes, I bet you Tessa Thompson is going to play another agent. And then... Oh. and and, and 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 it was funny. That's what happened. <laughs> it was, amazing. and I remember saying I was like, oh, that's actually really good casting. That'd make a lot of sense. And then Ferret, so funny enough, she gets cast. I mean, yes. I know you 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 kind of like her, don't
2: you? I I, I kind of like her a little bit. Yes. Uh... I still remember <laughs>
1: you I... introducing me to her at the Sundance party. Because
2: <laughs> I told you I
3: was
1: like, man, yes. she's so beautiful. Because I always liked her on Veronica Mars, and I was like, oh yeah, man, she's a beautiful yes, lady. Well, why <laughs> don't you come and meet her? Hey I Tessa, did this is Chris Bumbray.
2: At, at the Sundance party. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
1: Hey Tessa, this is my friend Chris so, Bumbray. How are you
2: doing? Still it. <laughs> you uh, I like of... seem to hit it off. She she was very nice. <laughs> I have a very yeah. nice picture with her. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, but I I had actually predicted they would go with Tiffany Haddish. I thought that was who they would go with because she <laughs> it, just To like... me,
1: I don't know if that's a men and. I think they're trying to make it semi-serious. <laughs>
2: Maybe I don't. I Although it's doing not. a
1: cool sounding movie though with um yeah Melissa McCarthy and it's Elizabeth McCarthy. Moss like the mob movie yeah
2: that's like yeah, a, that's apparently like a
1: hardcore drama.
2: If you've read the comic, it's it's not it's gritty. It's not comedy yeah. at all. Absolutely, a really yeah. cool movie though. I agree. It does. Yeah. It sounds like that yeah. movie. Um, that one that Steve McQueen is kind of making it series on, or that <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking that too as
1: a cop. <laughs> hopefully it's a hit. You know what I mean? <laughs>
2: yeah. um, what was that thing called? Widows. It was called Widows. Yeah, Widow, um, Widows. Um, the, the the mob wives who who take over for yeah. their husbands. It's 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 similar to that. It's very similar to that. Um. So yeah. Um. What else was I going to say? It was one other thing. Oh, Chris Evans. Say bye-bye to Marvel after Avengers 4. Or at least he's confirming it. Um, I'm well, sad we'll about see. that. I mean,
1: they're never dead in Marvel movies, though. You can die in a Marvel movie and then come back a year later.
2: There's nothing that says he can't come back 10 years from now uh, at, for, in, a, in a random cameo, you know? Um, I don't think any of these guys the guys are gone for good. I, I don't think, think
1: that Hugh Jackman is gone as, as, as Wolverine. I'm
2: sure he's going to be back, you know? I think he's that secret cameo in Deadpool too, but that's just me. Yeah, I think
1: uh, so too. I mean, fact, I'm, I'm sure, sure it's not just he'll me. He'll come back.
2: He'll come back if they,
1: you know. I, I always, I always thought that, you know, Logan. He did Logan because they let him make Greatest Showman. Yeah, it's like, we're gonna make one for you
2: and one for which, me. So which is human, apparently which is a really have. smart move because we talk yeah. about ever, evergreen movies. That's gonna be one. Oh, yeah,
1: <laughs> both both of those are though. That's the thing. Both yes. of those movies. Are like in the are going to be like iTunes top 100 years yes. to come though greatest showman and, show it, and, it, and, it, the and it, iTunes top 100 forever probably which yeah. is so weird because that was like a flop opening weekend everybody's like, oh it's a opening flop opening weekend a flop. it did and nothing and I
2: was disappointed and I was like man nobody went to go see it and it's like the most so now it's the like greatest thing any movie yeah it yeah. won't go away yeah, I think it's probably still top it, ten now
1: <laughs> I feel like he'll come back though like I feel like Hugh Jackman now is like okay you know what now it's the time for me to sing.
3: <laughs> he'll, come
1: back as, he'll come back as Wolverine if they do a musical Wolverine
3: musical he's like I'll Wolverine. do
1: it but he's gonna <laughs> sing <laughs> only, if
2: of, of, of only if they I, can I find remember, a role for Zach Efron only if they can find a role for Zac Efron and Zendaya to be in this new Wolverine movie too maybe they could play Albert and L.C.D. I don't know if you know who when they, they are. were when they were sending <laughs> out <laughs>
1: Well, I still have sheet music from that for from for the from the BFCA, but they had the email that they were sending out. It was like the song I, Hugh Jackman I do, had to sing and there's like a photo of him with like his eyes closed with like the headset on in front of the microphone, you know, like and his mouth you
2: know. open. Ah! <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <This is funny. laughs> that reminds me, I got some promo stuff from that movie Flower with Zoe Deutsch. That I need to find something to do with <laughs> I don't know what to do. I haven't with seen it. that. I haven't it's seen good. it.
1: It's actually pretty good. Yeah.
2: I mean I'll watch anything with That's Zoe. Is that
1: the one Deutch. that her mom directed?
2: No. No, no. This was no. um this was oh god, it's somebody we know. Um shoot. That's his name. He's somebody that we are, that does a lot of stuff. Max Winkler. It's Max Winkler. Oh um, Max Winkler. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Fonz's, Fonz's son. son. Um, yes, the Fonz the Fonz's boy. Uh but no, it's yeah. pretty good. But like I said, I'll watch anything with Zoe Deutsch in it. um. okay. Yeah, I'll probably watch anything because' it three times uh, yeah. so <laughs> so um but yeah, it's good, it's kind of a it's kind of a raunchy sort of role, at least it starts off raunchy yeah. um but at least I'll just say it's very sexually um explicit in the way it, in the way it, it deals with sex, so oh I like dear. <laughs> yeah so, I mean you don't see anything but there's things that she's yeah. willing to talk about, and that she she does so that which, is, which wow um oh, yeah dear. that's worth yeah that's 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 one for you um watch that one without the girlfriend um <laughs> <laughs> basically it for all the newsy stuff i was thinking i was thinking about but um but what, what have you guys what have you guys got coming up on the next beard in the bald before we get out of here well i see
1: ready player one tomorrow night
2: so we're gonna Me talk too. about that for sure
1: Um, I guess we're going to try and catch up on some of the stuff that we talked about in the last episode. I'm assuming Paul and I are going to probably have a big argument about Pacific Rim, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) which will probably then escalate into argument about like politics. (laughs) That's kind of how it goes on the show
0: because him and
1: I, we have kind of differing views, but you know, we get along pretty well, but then he'll go to that and then, you know, he'll start making fun of Canada and then I'll get upset and then, <laughs>
3: <laughs> and then I'll try to
1: change the subject. <laughs> but it's good. No, we have fun. We have a good show together, I think. And uh
3: we're gonna talk about Lady
1: Player One. I read you know, I read the book. I like the yeah. book a lot. Um I'm very not sure about how the movie's gonna be, but I'm cautiously optimistic.
2: I'm I'm excited to see it tomorrow night. And uh I have some so, issues with yeah. the movie that I see in the trailers, but I we'll see. We'll see. I could be completely yeah. wrong.
1: Yeah, and so that's going to be like a big. That'll that'll be, I think, probably the focus of the show. Uh, we might talk about some some uh, some some like kind of under the radar movies a little bit. I've been doing my my best movie I never saw a column, and that seems to be doing pretty well these days. And there were a couple movies I wanted to throw at him and see what his. you run right out of movies
2: did. yet? No, you know I
1: keep when, seeing he, when he did stuff.
2: Cold in July. I was like, oh, he's ran out of movies. That was pretty recent. The only
1: reason I did Cold <laughs> in July was because. I I um I watched it last weekend, and uh, mm. I hadn't seen it on Sundance and I, I thought it really held up really well, and I thought it timed out well because half the is just starting its third season. And James Purifoy retweeted my review.
2: Oh, nice.
1: It's cool, nice. but it would have been even cooler if it was a Michael K. Williams.
2: <laughs> <laughs> He's not I Isaiah you should...
1: Whitlock Jr., though. I, Isaiah Whitlock Jr. will. If you, if you tag Isaiah Whitlock Jr., he will respond to you.
2: Yes, he will. He absolutely will. <laughs> Uh, I yeah. thought for sure you just did it because you wanted to. You were you just felt like talking about Don Johnson some more. You seem like yeah, you're yeah. on a Don Johnson kind of kick the last couple of weeks, and I was like, yeah. well, Joe, but you know, he's
1: not going <laughs> to let me write up the hot spot cause none mm-hmm. people have seen it. He's not going to let me write up Dead Bang because he doesn't
2: think it's a good movie. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! Oh damn, the show's about to end. All right, I got to get you out of here. All right, yeah, <laughs> All right we went man. longer than I thought. Eh? We went along. We no, we this thought. is good though. I was. This, this yeah. is the way I've kind it's of been doing. Always good to the talk show. to you, Travis. This is, this is the way I've been kind of doing the show lately. Just an hour, just you know, me and another person, just you know, talking. So,
1: Dude, uh, you you
2: got You like got done. to come
1: to. You've got to come to Tiff, man.
2: I, I know. I know. I want to come to Tiff too. I'm, I'm gonna get try in, my...
1: get in. You get in easily. You have a great time. Yeah.
2: All right, I'm gonna try. Only if I can stay at your place. If I can stay with you though.
1: Oh my god, you dude, you don't want to stay with me. You should see my hotel room. <laughs> it's a single, it's a single bed. I think I have a shared bathroom this year. Like it's my girlfriend yeah. comes and it's a single and it's like i oh say it's it, it's intimate is like. She's yeah. laughing right now because she heard me talking about it, and it's like Low. I we it's That's against insane. the wall. And I woke her up in the middle of the night one night because she, cause I took the turn of chance to the wall and I was like, I can't, I can't do it. You have to change places with me. I have to work. I have to go see movies. I'm not going to be able to do it. No, change places. And it was... <laughs> like It was so bad I was going to be caught in to sleep on the
3: floor.
1: <laughs> all right, I think all kinds of year. are going to make it a little fancier.
2: Yeah, I'm all right. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. All right, my friend. But I will talk to you again soon. I, I, I definitely want to see... I'm curious to see your your response to Ready Player One. So, um, Have you seen it yet? looking out for that. Nope. See it tomorrow we'll
1: probably both be in there. Yep. At the same time. Oh, tomorrow night. Yeah, I think that's where they're doing yep. most of them. Yeah,
2: yep, tomorrow right, night. Dude. Looking forward to All it. Right. All right, my friend. Awesome. Thank you. Take care, man. Later. All right, that's my homie, Chris Bumberry from chillbold.com sure to check out his, web- his uh, podcast, The Beard and the Bold, right here on Blog Talk Radio and Critical, the Movie Critics Network show's about to end only got four minutes left so uh i don't even have time to play the isle of dogs clip or do i yeah i do let's play it now
1: i used to sleep on a lamb's wool beanbag next to an electric space heater that's my territory i'm an indoor dog
3: i starred in 22 consecutive donkey chop commercials look at me now i couldn't land an audition i was the
1: lead mascot for an undefeated high school baseball team <clears throat> i lost all my spirit
3: i'm depressing I only ask for what I've always had. A balanced diet, regular grooming, and a a general physical once a year.
2: You're talking like a bunch
3: of housebroken pets. You don't understand. Uh, How could you? You're a... Go ahead, say it.
2: I'm a stray, Yeah. Isle of Dogs, the latest film from Wes Anderson, and I'm not a huge Wes Anderson fan like a lot of people I, uh, like a lot of people are. But I, I did like the Grand Budapest Hotel and Moonrise Kingdom, but I usually I find his live action movies to be kind of stilted. Uh, they just don't and something about the performances in the movies, and this is based on his scripts. And I know they, they kind of require this from his actors. They always feel kind of kind of wooden to me, um, and I also feel like he he spends so much time. Uh, idolizing certain filmmakers that he forgets to be himself. But when he does animation, it, it, it seems like it's a freeing experience for him. So Fantastic Mr. Fox is one of my favorite animated movies ever. It's actually absolutely great. Isle of Dogs is great, too. It's for similar reasons. It's uh, it, it takes place on a, an island in Japan where a bunch of diseased dogs have been sent to a place called Trash Island. Uh, and a young boy uh, flies there to locate his dog that has been, that is missing. Um, he comes across these five other dogs who kind of help him on his journey. Um, there are subtle influences of other filmmakers in here. Um, in particular, I would say Akira Kurosawa has an influence. Kurosawa is my favorite director of all time. Um, and uh, you know, there's a, there's a character in there named uh, who's named after someone from Curaçao's High and Low. Um, so there are influences there. But um Howl's Dogs is, is simply a charming movie. And I feel like when when Wes Anderson gets to do animation, it, it frees him up to be as imaginative and creative as possible, and to also be a little bit um, a little bit of an activist. I mean, this movie does deal with uh with the issue of immigration in a way that is that. Unique, um, you know, you got these people who are basically considered uh, the the cause of all the country's ills, and they're just kind of discarded and thrown away, and uh, and that is something that we can that we see reflected in our in today's society. But uh, look, I'm a cat person, and I still love Isla Dogs, and the, the cats in here are basically villains. <laughs> uh, but I kind of love that too. Uh, but no, this one is, is a real treat, and I hope people go and check it out. Uh, it's Isla Dogs. I'm not sure what the release of this is. I think it's pretty small, but I think it'll be expanding over time. So go and check out Alan Dogs. Alright, and we are way out of time. We got 18 seconds left. I don't even really have time to play the outro music, although I'm going to start it anyway. Uh, but thanks for tuning in to Cinema World uh, Find me at PunchDrunkCritics.com every single day, and of course here on Block Talk Radio as part of the Critical Movie Critics Network. Bye.